What a what a beautiful beginning, Kyle. Yeah, after the movie came out and was successful, the dude's like, oh, I should write more books, kind of like the dude from Forrest Gump did. But he's like, there's like some ticket scalping and a disabled 10-year-old girl and a famous pop star and a murder. And apparently no plans to adapt them to film. Surprising. <laughs> it sounds surprising. Alright, we're ready? Yeah, hit it. Let's do this. Okay. First attempt at this. What is it the Lego Batman says after like 20 failed attempts? First try. Yeah, that's it. That's awesome. Alright. Picture it. You're in high school. It's almost the end of term. You're tired. The teacher is tired. The classroom is tired. You walk into said classroom, only to be greeted by the most beautiful sight. The TV trolley, with its VCR-DVD combo and its big booty TV. CRT. Now, each department, at my school anyway, had their go-to movie. Science had the Kane Toad movie and the Sam Neill is God movie. Mm-hmm. P.E., Treasure Planet. An English straight split of Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet and Holtz. Now I'm remembering it. I think we had like school tapes. Because one school had Mythbusters and the other had Benchwarmers, the Rob Snyder film. <laughs> and those were it. We didn't have a huge variety like you did. Your oh, school no. mustn't have been as good. Each, each department, I'm pretty sure the teacher just went out and bought like a DVD. But she bought their own shit with them. Yeah. I mean, the English makes sense because they were like text that we studied. It's a Shakespeare film. Man, Romeo and Juliet, we studied like four years in a row. <laughs> I think I could almost wrote, like, repeat that movie without the footage. Ugh, I'd be like watching Scooby Doo with you. Nah, that one I need the footage for. Hmm. But you did mention holes, which tangents well into. Well, today. Yep. <laughs> Due to my horrible foresight, Toby has recording of me saying I would do a Holes episode. Oh yeah, that's on air. That's on an episode. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad I have that in my back pocket. Well, not anymore because we're doing Holes. Hence the reason I am your host. I'm just saying now you can't leave. Producer Kyle. (laughs) I'm sorry. And my co-host for today is host Toby. Hello. Toby. What were your school's go-to films? No, that's in this episode. You heard me say it. It was literally the one where Rob Snyder, David Spade, and a a dude scared of the sun have to go play baseball. And um, there's other shit in that movie, I swear. I do not remember it. It's gone. Never seen it. I've barely seen it, apparently. I watched Blade Runner. Uh Uh-huh. I watched... We watched a lot of movies at my school now that I think about it. Did you go to a school or were you just like being babysat? Like, what is this? Uh, we watched Blade Runner. We watched... What's the one with Celine? Underworld? Underworld. You watched, watched Underworld, Underworld for school? I didn't say we watched it for school. I said I watched it at school. That'd be, that'd be good if it was in your exams. No, well, we had... The teacher was away... But the classroom was unlocked, 
And someone happened to have the Underworld DVD in their bag. So we all just went into the classroom and watched Underworld. And I remember the principal or, like, the deputy coming in being like, I don't think this is appropriate for school. And we're like, would you rather us wandering around the playground? And he just backed out of the room and left. I don't think you went to a real school. I think you went to some other thing. I also have another memory of a lot of the boys in my grade sniffing sherbet. Oh, every school tried that once. It goes all puffy inside your brains. I don't know, I just remember their noses leaking white and them sneezing a lot. Nice. Okay. So we're, we're rolling back to 2003 when Buena Vista Pictures distributed Holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was written by Louis Chacal, based on his 1998 novel of the same name. Yeah, off air, I, I said that. That's wild that they got the author. So he was allowed to do the screenplay after the person that was originally employed by the production company made huge changes to the source material, and it wasn't even recognisable as Holes anymore. Oh, that sounds like a great, fascinating movie. I think he tried to write Mad Max. Yeah, for teenagers. <laughs> cool. Teenage Max. Angst Max. Mm. Um, the film was directed by Andrew Davis, mm-hmm. who did Code of Silence, Above the Law, and The Fugitive. Um, I don't know any of them. I know what The Fugitive is. So, that's that's about as far as my knowledge went. I didn't that's kill why I, didn't I don't care. Um, the film is a neo-Western comedy drama. Okay. Uh, look. When you say neo-Western, I'm like, it's just in a cowboy-ass town. Yeah. That's the, that's the, you can't... You no, well, there's the Western scenes with Kiss and Kate. Oh, no, no you, you're right. They did Red Dead Redemption for a minute there. I don't know if that counts as a genre. That's I'm I'm not up to it yet. It's one of those vague ass genre movies. Is just flashbacks very loosely knitted together. Yeah. The the, the jumping back and forth between time is insanely jumpy. Okay. The thing about holes oh I I basically my notes said the same thing. Hmm. Um Destiny apparently has led the events playing out but really it's just fucking bonkers and it shouldn't work as a film pretty confident it's just about voodoo curses well kind of (laughs) i'm not wrong because of the voodoo curse two people are there but because of the lynching three other people are there it's very confusing um, I know that we normally like to... I don't know what that even was. It's cats doing things. I know that we usually like to go through our cast, uh-huh. but because there are literally so many cast members and most of them... It's a lot of jumping around. ...matter without mattering, I'm going to introduce them as we get to them. For the most part. Okay. The film starts and we learn... That the Yolnats family are living a cursed and unlucky life in Texas due to their ancestor breaking a promise back in Latvia of carrying an old lady up a hill to eat onions and sing her a song while he sings so that she too can get strong. Hmm. 
One day, Stanley Yon, that's the fourth, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I, I watched a video essay on this and he never said his real name. So it's going to make it hard for muscle memory or what? Possibly because I really liked it. <laughs> he was like Shia LaBeouf. Shia Pancake. I hope I hope it's my memory of um, the PlayStation Spider-Man games, and not just like my brain being mis- misaligned. But I picked that his surname is just Stanley backwards so quickly. Mm, you really did. So the thing is, the unlock everything cheat, which you would use every time when you're a child to play that game, is Eel Space Nats, which is just Stanley backwards. And Stan Lee and Stanley are very similar words. <laughs> that may shock you. I can see how you would see that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Stanley Yarnett the fourth mm. is wrongly convicted of stealing a pair of basketball shoes from a charity auction. Because he's cursed with bad luck. Uh, he tries to explain that the shoes fell out of the sky and that his dad is trying to desmellify shoes. He's his dad, and I'm not even going to say an inventor because he doesn't seem to have done anything prior to this. He's just very committed to foot odor studies. Yes. Ugh, he'd be one of those dudes that look at all the crinkled up feet pictures on the internet. And thus, it is unsurprising that Stanley gets given the choice of going to jail or going to Camp Green Lake for 18 months. Which I love as a reference. Because he's like, I'll just go with the camp because that sounds fine. Then you get there and it sucks us. I've now never if you're, been to camp before. Now if you're a big fan of uh, the Dan Slot Arkham Asylum Living Hell, you'll be like, haha, you, you, you always go with the jail sentence. They never offer a good option. So, as you have pointed out, hmm. Camp Green Lake turns out to be a huge desert where inmates dig holes. They have to dig one hole every day for the length of the sentence. And the hole has to be six feet by six feet. Yeah. it's the. I think they're doing it purposely so anyone flying over it with a plane gets their tryptophobia triggered. Possibly. That or they're just, you know, that was the best I could come up with. You dig a six foot by six foot hole to build character. Mm-hmm. The camp is run by Warden uh, Lewis Walker, or Louise Walker, sorry, um, played by Sigourney Weaver. Who is Galaxy Quest Lady, who is Aliens Lady, who I sometimes get confused with um, Susan Sarandon, which means I would probably get her confused with the lady from Clue as well. Who is a different lady. There's three of them now. It's terrifying. Yep. Uh, We have Mr. Sir, played by John Dwight. Yep, he's fun. And camp counselor Dr. Pazinski, played by Tim Blake Nelson. Somehow he's the shittiest of the bunch, but then, you know, he gets hit with a shuffle and he, everyone's very happy about it. His name's Mom. Yeah. It's good. Um, of course, the, after meeting, you know, Mr. Sir. You do the show and arrange the camp the, sort of shit up. Yep. Mm-hmm. We meet the prisoners of D Camp. Which is, look, everyone goes by nicknames. But they're all like, they're all trying to be hard criminal names, but they're all like, made up by dumbass kids. 13 year old kids. Yeah. 
All right. Here we go. Mm -hmm. We have Hector Zero Zeroni, played by Chloe Thomas. Mm -hmm. Rex X-Ray Washburn, played by Brendan Jefferson. Yeah, I hated that kid so much. Alan Squid, played by Jake M. Smith. Theodore Armpit Johnson, played by Byron Cotton. Mm -hmm. Ricky Zigzag, played by Max Kitch. Byron Cotton, you say? Byron Cotton plays Armpit. I'm confident I recognize him from other stuff. Though. Like, out of all the characters in it, yeah, I, I, I think I know him from something. So I'm going to okay. have a look around. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> I know him from Extreme Movie. One of the final, you know, rattling breaths of the parody genre. He probably doesn't want to be associated with that movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought it up. Look, it's not Vampires <laughs> Suck, so it can't be too bad. I'm pretty sure it came, like, after, so it's, like, further down the... It. Vampire sucks so bad. The irony is that it sucks. Um, the boys spend their day digging holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and while digging his hole, I think it's on like the third day, Stanley finds a lipstick tube with the initials KB scrawled into them. Kevin Barnett. Um, he he wants to hand it in for himself because the rule is if you find something interesting. You get to have the day off. Stanley tried to show them a fossil. They decided that was not interesting. What are they looking for? Well, apparently... It's a mystery. Caveman steals... You mean mud. He doesn't steal. But he gets... He ends up with the lipstick tube. And he gets given the day off. No, that's That ain't right. Caveman... Is Stanley. Yeah, you're he thinking of X-ray. It to X-ray, and the one who acts like a hard ass, but he has the like magnifying glass prescription goggles on. Yes. Fuck him. So as it'd be like Valma if you pushed him over. That's true. Um, because that's no one wants to dig a hole. That's not how you want to spend your day. Pretty confident every man listening and in general likes to dig a hole. We want to dig a six foot by six foot hole in the desert? Probably. I wouldn't commit to it as sweaty as they are, but, you know, I'd dig a hole for a bit. You ever, seen, you ever give a man at the beach a shovel? No. That's the closest thing to actual joy a human being will ever feel. So you're telling me the next time you're in the middle of a depressive episode I just shake you to the beach with a shovel? Let's, let's try that out. Couldn't hurt. Clearly, I don't spend enough time with beaches or with shovels. It's oddly specific things. I wouldn't expect you to be there. Okay. Strange. The, f- the film keeps going. Good. <laughs> and Stanley, you know, there's really not a lot that happens. They mm. go, they dig a hole, they go back to camp. They shower, they eat, they go to bed, they wake up, they dig a hole. I mean, it's a disciplinary camp, so it's not fun. It's not like they have Game Boys and shit. Oh, they have the nastiest pool table. They do have Like a corner of it's made out of cardboard. Oh, okay, you got it. funny to me. Um, they, a, a couple of the boys end up stealing Mr. Sir's sunflower seeds. Oh, yeah, because he quit smoking. Cute. 
Which I wonder if it's a plot point so he would have the sunflower seeds, or if it's just the oh we can't show cigarettes in the movies anymore. I'm not sure. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder which. I wonder which was the priority there. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, Stanley is the one that ends up with sunflower seeds all over his hole, mm-hmm. and he tries to like, yeah, I took them all by myself. No one else did it, and he gets taken to. Doesn't want to be a rat. The warden's office. Even though I throw X around to the boss so quickly, fuck him. He's got a bad attitude. You gotta be there for the next 18 months. You don't wanna be making enemies. I wanna be separated from him after a um, violent episode. Mm. But he's the Stanley's a good boy. Look, there's characters you just wanna hit in every movie. There's X-ray in holes. There's Mater in cars. There's Star Wars 2. Just all of them. (laughs) Have you even seen that film? I'm pretty sure I've seen it. There's a dude trying to sell sell um, Obi-Wan cigarettes in a nightclub. No, no, the other one. Not the Sandcastle nightclub. The, the other one. The Ratchet and Clank looking one. What happens next in Hulse? Tell us about the lizards. <laughs> in the warden's office... Um, Stanley finds the walls are plastered with posters and news clippings of Catherine kissing Kate Barlow. She's a fan. A school teacher turned outlaw from the past. This is where our first links are made. Mm-hmm. Because Stanley has an ancestor that was almost killed by kissing Kate, but she left him alive. Yeah. And he survived only by climbing to God's thumb. Yeah, so a dude is caravanning along with his treasures, and and um, the chick from Medium rocks up, the girlfriend from Little Nicky, mm-hmm. and she says something cowboy-esque. Probably says, howdy, partner. And she says, give me your gold. Yeah, and he says... What you got in there? He says, how about you suck it? So she crashes in, his little caravan and his horse and he goes and climbs up a fucking cliff and then it's a mystery how he survived up there yes what was up with the pig selling bit now i'm trying to connect all the flashback dots and it's got me fucked because we've started our flashbacks now (laughs) this there's too many we flashback to camp green lake a century earlier Mm. where a beautiful lakeside community now resides catherine is the town's school teacher and is loved by the rich Charles Trout Walker, who thinks she should marry him because mm. his daddy owns a lot of money. He's a jock, mm. but, a, but a cowboy jock. With gold teeth. He's got a, that's how you know he's got money. Cause he However, or something. Catherine is in love with the African-American onion seller named Sam. Mm. And they have a sweet exchange that probably led to my, you know, wish for romance that usually goes unfulfilled because she's like, my door doesn't close straight. He's like, I can fix that. You just want to bang a handyman. My window doesn't doesn't open. I can fix that. No, because they do that in Princess Bride as well, but it's as you wish. Uh. She's like, farm boy, go and feed the pigs. He's like, as you wish. And then it turns out that it's Wesley. That's why you like Alfred. You're just into helpful people. I wish someone would help me. You just want Alfred. I, I wish someone would draw me a bath. 
in pencil. You'd be best if someone did that. I would be, but at least they, you know, thought about what I needed after a long, hard day at work. They made a stupid dad joke, and you fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, like, squooshing all of these flashbacks together. Hit it canonically. Because it makes it more sensical as we get through it. Um, One night, Trout, or Charles... Um, convinces the town to burn down the schoolhouse and kill Sam in his steamboat. Mm. That is literally like a wooden boat with like a chimney, a chimney snack yeah. in the middle of it. It's very steampunk. Um, Kate sees all of this and, you know, she tries to run to the sheriff who turns around and is like, Who's hey, drunk if, and molesty. if you'll kiss the onion salesman, kiss me. And she's like, I'm not fucking kissing you. You're an old drunk man. Go and stop them from burning down my schoolhouse. And he's like, nah, it's fine. Um, so she comes back the next day and she, this is where her like villain plot arcs up mm. because she shoots him dead in the face and then kisses him on the head. Which then becomes why she's known as Kissing Kate Barlow, because she seeks revenge on all of Walker's men. Um, and she goes if she on kills a Punisher you, adventure. She kills you. If she, she kisses if, you, she kills you. Yeah, that's what I meant to. <laughs> yeah. Um, she also manages, you know, during this time she's stealing gold from up and down the countryside, breaking into banks, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and as time progresses, the walkers end up bankrupt because, you know, kissing Kate is trying to come after them. Mm-hmm. They eventually find Kate and they want her treasure because they know that she must have like tons of money from stealing all of the banks and everything. Um, and she just gives them the final instruction that if they want it so bad, they have to dig. And then she lets a yellow spotted lizard, which are very aggressive very and venomous, bite her to death. Yeah. Are you having fun over there drawing your picture? See, what I'm trying to do, now that, well, now that I'm remembering all the different flashbacks, I'm trying to line up a system of what is happening chronologically in this film. And it's hard work. Okay. But continue, because you're refreshing me on things. Like how she dies. See, that's next to the boat. It is next to the boat. Whose boat was it? Sam's boat. Sam's boat. Yeah. What's Sam's boat full of? Onions. Oh no, her spiced peaches. Ah. Fuck. I gotta add that. I gotta do a little hour of because we... side quest off of this now. So I'm at this stage. I'm flashing back to the present day, and Doctor Pazinski <laughs> is teasing Zero for his real name being Hector Zeroni. I was picking up because he has zero brains or something. Why? Just kind of. I don't. There's zero little thoughts in his zero little head. This movie isn't that old. You shouldn't be calling a mute kid a retard. Yeah. But he does. And what happens when he teases zero too much? He fucking gets bonked on the head. It's great. Yeah, he he gets Will Smith slapped with a shovel to the face. Hmm. And zero runs off into the desert. Um, and they assume he's fucked. Well, yeah, it's the desert. Yeah. 
Um, a couple of days pass, and Stanley, so the warden and um, Pazinski and Mr. Sir. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay. Sorry, I only had like four notes during this film because I knew you had it handled. Uh, the, the, the backwards name stuff. Yeah. Um, the, the, the start of it reminds me of ba- Batman's, you know, the Arkham Asylum book. Right. Um, and one of the ones that we've gone past now is like, I got super fixated on the detail of backwards words because of the main character's name. Mm-hmm. And then in one scene during the, when the school's burning down, um, when Kate Barlow's run into the, the sheriff's department, the bu- there's a building in the background that's completely mirror imaged. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the, the, maybe there's like a secret connection going on. Maybe there's like some sort of bitch and trivia I'm about to find out. No, it's just a, a film mistake. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't notice. Good editing. Yeah. No one else would ever see that. I know. It got me all fucked up. I've watched that film for like four years and never saw it. Hmm. I will admit I also watched it on VHS quality. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, Stanley, because they decide to like wipe him out of existence because he didn't have any family, so no one cares. Yeah. Stanley comes up with a plan to go after him. Cause it's not a, a great plan, honestly. There's a like, new kid in the camp. That kid's wild, man. Twitch. He's, he's like Tweak from South Park. Kind of. <laughs> Um, and he's in there because he took a he just car for, cars. for a joyride. Yeah. I was trying to remember what the, like brand is, but I think it no. Nah. It doesn't matter. He wasn't backwards hat. No, it's backwards visor with the hair spiked up in front of him. Ah. That's cool. Early two thousands. Yeah, that's two thousands and three. Um, he teaches him how to steal the work you. Hmm. Where, like, they come around, like, halfway through the day and fill your water, water jug back up. Truck. Um, shock and horror, Stanley crashes it into a hole almost immediately. There's so, like, there's so many aerial shots where you see, like, road width patches between the holes. And he's just not looking even close to where he's driving. No, well, he's so excited that he pulls it off. Like, he spends the whole time looking behind him. I know, but, like, what a dingus. Mr. Sir running. <laughs> he steals a car, gets from, like, here to the mailbox, and then, then runs the rest of the way. Yeah. He fucked up so immediately. It was brilliant. So he's running along until he finds a boat mm. that is turned upside down. This one here. And he sees Zero's little feeties poking at the bottom of the hole mm. and the upturned boat, and he thinks that he's dead. But he's been inside there for three days Surviving on Sploosh. Mm. Sploosh is Sam's, well, kissing Kate's pickled peaches that she would sell Sam for his That have completely fermented in jars. Dude, they would be so drunk. Yeah. He, he fucking blacks out at us, like, after this. This is true. Um, so, of course, they're both suffering from a lack of water and eating Sploosh. Hmm. Which, um, which I, if I remember from the Archer series, is not peaches in a jar, but something else. <laughs> yes. But this is a 12-year-old show. So there's no pussy juice in it. It's peaches. Great. Um, Stanley remembers that his, you know, Eli Gullnets hmm. survived by 
staying on God's thumb. And it's obvious as hell because it's like the back of the Cadillacs in the in the desert in cars. Yeah. It's very clear. So, so they, they sneak out of their boat and they see God's thumb. I didn't remember the journey up the mountain being like as full on as it was. It's it's a fu- it's a fucking hand sticking out of the ground like it's it's not a hill. No, it's, it's a, a it's straight a up freaking cliff. like cliff face. Yeah. There's not like a walking track or something. Like how it takes both of them to get up there when Stanley and Zero go. How the heck did Eli on that stuff? I was thinking about that. Um, because. The area hadn't quite dried up yet, so maybe it wasn't as, like, corroded and fucked up. Maybe. It seems pretty deserty when they came through. Yeah, I know, but it's, like, if you look at where he is in that, that it's it's kind of valley-esque. So it might not have been a steep, but I'm also refusing to rewatch it. (laughs) Because we've been putting this episode off, so I've had to watch it once, and then, like, drastically try to memorize the movie, and then watch, like, a bunch of trailers and reviews after the fact. I'm not going back for a single frame to double check the geometry of the um the the geometry yeah the mathematics well like the angles of the cliffs right I don't want to do landscape surveying right now I, man I thought you were talking about geography and I was going to get really mad at you. no I'm not talking about about rocks I'm talking about like steep you know the study angles. of steep yeah you're going to use that hypotenuse yes. Pythagoras, we meet again. <laughs> okay, well, now that, you know, host Toby is having flashbacks. Well, trying to keep this movie together is like the most conspiratorial thought process I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. Zero starts having issues. He's getting too weak to climb the mountain. He's blacking out from drinking fermented peach. And so Stanley begins carrying him up the mountain. Hmm. And eventually when they get to the top, st- they find all of this, like, onion field? Yeah, running water and bizarre onions. Which you call onions, I call the turnips from Super Mario 2. I call apples wrapped in, like, red food. Edible decoration paste. shit, yeah. Yeah. So they-, they, they sound like an apple. Like, when they're biting them, that's an apple sound effect right there. Oh, it's not a sound effect. They are actually just apples wrapped in, like, red food colour. Yeah. Um, The boys spend what I can only assume is a few days eating onions, rolling in the mud. Just just living large. I feel like it was, like, one night. I don't know. I'm not sure. It didn't feel, like, very long. It's weird. Yeah, but the whole film doesn't feel like very long, but he's supposed to have been there, like, a month. The The pacing is insane. This fucking movie. You, like, if, if you're if you're here listening to this being like, I don't know anything about holes, I'd like to bone up real quick before I watch it on Disney Plus or whatever, the thing you need to understand is that it doesn't change from, like, plot A to B. It changes, like, a, a span of 100 years back and forth every, like, two lines of dialogue. 200. Fuck me. Because like, you've got to go all the way back to... The, the original one in... Hang on. Got to check my notes. Alright, here's, here's the gist, alright? At a certain... Latvia. So you've got the Latvia storyline, then you've got the Kissing Kate storyline. Yeah, so you've got Doctor Doom's country, and in there you've got um season three Catwoman, and she's talking to a dude who's like, 
they're gonna sell the woman I love to the fucking assistant from Borat. And she's like, that's fucked up, have a pig. And he's like, I'll take a pig. And he's and she's like, you gotta do all this specific shit and you gotta carry me up a mountain, otherwise you'll get voodooed up. And he's like, oh yeah, that's fair. So he goes, and then, that woman sucks ass. He's like, I am the handsome man who genuinely loves you. My pig is exactly equal to the, the fat dude from Borat's pig. And she's like, duh, I don't know. And he gets upset about it because fair enough. He's like, oh, I obviously don't mean shit so long. And then he goes and pouts. And then Yzma from... On a boat to America. So why does she have to go up the fucking mountain in America then? She doesn't go up the mountain in America. Her ancestor does. That's the whole point. Well, I haven't gotten to that (laughs) that paragraph. See? This is... It ain't the best well written. No, no, check it. So meanwhile... Teachers in Red Dead Redemption, where they've mirror imaged the town for some reason. No, there's playing the film in reverse. And then et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> they may as well. <laughs> do, do you want me to, like, timeline this probably? No. Okay. I've, I've, I've done it. You heard me. <laughs> there is a man. Uh-huh. Working at a farm in Latvia. He wants to marry the daughter. No, I'm more curious about the to fact that that To marry the daughter, he here. needs a pig. Uh-huh. He goes to Catwoman, mm. a.k.a. Yzma. Yeah. A.k.a. She says, cat from group. take this piglet, yeah. carry it up a hill, sing to it while it drinks from a stream. So it doesn't matter where. Till it's fat. doesn't matter what hill it's on then. Once you marry the woman, come back, hmm. carry Yzma up the hill, drink from the stream, while you sing the song to make Catwoman strong. Hmm. But he doesn't. He gets mad because the woman that he loved is a fucking moron. She sucked. Like, I was shocked at how much of a dud that woman was. I think Kit says that, like, her kids have gone to America. Mm-hmm. So, climbing up the hill, sing to me, get married, go to America. He skips the step of carrying her up the hill yeah, and just he, goes to America. Sid rage quit the whole fucking system. Because he skipped the step, she curses his whole family. Yeah. For always and eternity. She says like a ghost. <laughs> I'm not even playing that up. It's, it's got a Disney Channel vibe. Because the family's cursed, a hundred years in the future... Stanley Yelnats, mm. the first, gets robbed by Kiss and Kate, yeah. who is upset because they killed a man that she wanted to marry. Yeah, she did punish her. Which is why what they have the bad punisher? luck. She did peppermint. But it could be broken if Stanley Yelnats, the fourth, carried a Zeroni up the mountain. And sang while it drunk from a string. So that's the part that got me all fucked up because which breaks the curse. It's a different mountain. Doesn't count. Making Stanley Yelnats the fourth immediately exonerated for his crime, and the lawyer comes to pick him up, and then they're all like, "Well, he ain't fucking here because he scud he skididdled. He skididdled. Yeah, he skididdled. And then it rains, and everyone's very happy about it. And there's like a ripped fucking like thirty year old child in that crowd. What was that? (laughs) I'm sorry, but he was. That was weird. So. While they're on the mountain. Flashback. Captain Kirk was climbing a mountain. We're almost 
following this notes as well as we watch this movie. It's hard. It's a hard movie. They're up the mountain. Zero confesses to the fact that he stole the shoes. Bastard. And threw them off the bridge, hitting Stanley. Mm. Stanley's like, hey man, it's okay. Because you just wanted to, to find your mum. And then they're both like, look, we need to go back to camp because we can't survive out here on onions alone. They go back down and they go to the hole where they found the lipstick and they keep digging through the night and they found the treasure chest. Warden comes out and she's like, that's my treasure chest. But they're covered in yellow spotted lizards. Which, which you'll remember are aggressive and hardly dangerous. Yeah. And just bearded dragons. And they don't bite dogs. you if you if you're full of onions. Yep. For some reason. Makes sense. You betcha. And then the and lawyer, then the lawyer comes up. back and she's like, "Why are these boys down a hole? Why are they covered in venomous lizards?" That box says. How his do you name get them it. out? Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, we can get out anytime we want, but the chest says Stanley L. Nats." Yeah. Because Zero can actually read. Yeah, he learned how to apparently. read. And... And then they have a pool party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it turns out that the warden is Trout's great-great-granddaughter. Mm. And that's why she started the summer camp. It was, weird. The, the it was weird to watch this movie camp. and see that flashback. And hearing that, like, fucking TikTok sound effect. It's too damn bad. Yeah, I'm tired of this, Grandpa. I'm tired of this, Grandpa. It's just too bad. bad. Yeah, that one. That dude's looking fucking worse for wear. Yeah. <laughs> um. I like that at the they end. They get home, they open the chest. The chest is full of, like, deeds and, and tre- tools it's, and It's like some treasure. pirate treasure ass shit. And because it's Why 100 years he- old... Oh, no, she was collecting that and putting stuff in that box, right? That wasn't... No, that's his stuff. So she just took it and immediately buried it. She didn't add yeah. to it? Why was he carrying around all that weird bullshit? There was, like, crowns was and shit in there? I'm sure she added some stuff. Oh, yeah, this is odd. I do like that, um... But because it's made out to Stanley Yelnats, mm. and they're all Stanley Yelnats, they can all claim it. Um, not Susan Sarandon, the other. Sigourney Weaver. I like at the end when they're all getting arrested for... I guess child labor or some shit. I don't fucking I don't know. Well, one of them's so an arrest warrant, and then their doctor's not a licensed doctor. The doctor's not a doctor, and Mister Sarah is Marion, mm-hmm. and they're both convicted criminals. Yeah, they've just been hiding out. So of she's also here. getting arrested too, just in case. But she's yeah. like, "Please let me see what's in the box. I've literally wasted my entire fucking existence trying to find it." And Stanley <laughs> pretty much just tells her to get fucked. That's beautiful. Yeah, and it rains because the curse is lifted and the river's going to fill back up. Which, I feel bad for the, um, what's his name? Holes? No, no, the women. Because there's a beat at the start where he's, where the, where the cowboy-esque fucking t- owner, instructor, whatever you want to call him, Mr. Sir. Right. He's like, there's ain't no girl scout camp or whatever. And in the aftermath, when they're all rich and living in, like, that big suburban house... And Zero's his next-door neighbor, and explicitly never pool party. They mentioned that the camp got converted into a Girl Scout camp. Yeah. But also, at the same time, the fucking... The river gets refilled. Yeah. 
So the whole, all the women show up to fucking drown. Well, no, the camp's going to be in a different, like... Nah. It's on the riverside. There was a whole town there beforehand. Nah, man. I also like that Eartha Kitt reprised her role as fortune teller in American Dad in 2007. Mm. <laughs> so I, I was curious as to what other stuff she pops up in. Because she's cool. I mean, she's pretty famous. She I doesn't think, actually do anything, but she's still one of the better parts of this movie. I think most people from our generation know her voice better than they know her. Yeah, because it's Yzma. Most of yeah, our parents know her better than they know her voice. Hmm. It's weird. She's also in all of her music videos because she was a singer for, for a bit too. I don't know if I... That's, that's a whole nother rabbit hole we're going to go down. Hmm. So what were your thoughts on the film? Uh, the other thing I wrote down was um, when the sometimes they'd be a dragon's face painted to look like um fucking yellow spotted lizard. Yeah, yeah, the poisonous lizards. But they're not always live action bearded dragons in face paint. Sometimes they are the crummiest CGI I have seen in a brilliantly long time. Okay. Absolute garbage. PlayStation Two, like about. they're scurrying, but their legs don't match like their movement, like. This, it's one of those ones where the feet connect to the ground wrong. It doesn't quite line up. I like when Mr. Sir shoots at that one in the shower and then seems to have like a weird PTSD moment where he's just like bugger, just kind of looking around with his gun. Like it's, freaking it's like the fuck little, out. He's like a little crowd. <laughs> the other, probably the only other thing I really like about this movie is how like fucked all the adults are by the end of the movie yeah like mr sir's slowly dying of rattlesnake poisoning to his fucking face and oh yeah because she paints her nails and apparently the way she keeps the paint shiny is it uses rattlesnake venom venom. rattlesnake's poisonous yes okay cool i just want to double check because i don't fact i don't i don't but it's only poisonous when it's wet but his face is like well she did it immediately yeah he's like slowly turning into two face (laughs) And then the mum guy who got cracked with the shovel, just, it seems to be swelling up more as the days go by, which is probably not good. That's like, fine. Like, everyone's just getting rattled. He totally doesn't have a concussion. He sucks. I think he was touching the kids. Poor, poor Warden, like, has literally spent 40 years of her life digging in the same place trying to find know. something. That's funny, And man. he refuses to open the chest in front of her. Hmm. That's all she wants. She just wants to know what's inside the chest. And he's like, get fucked. Oh, yeah, I love children movie logic. Because, like, the lawyer just let him keep Zero. <laughs> like a fucking pet. Well, there was no files for him. He doesn't exist. I know, yeah, I know. But that's that raises questions. Don't be like, yeah, you can keep him. No, but I'm... He's I'm not assu- a Pokemon. I'm assuming that they would have taken him back and, like, looked into stuff. Yeah, because then they find his mom and they don't say why that meth head just abandoned him at a fucking park. I can take a guess. Any answer they give is why they couldn't say it in the film. Because it, it's a children's movie. It says that she was looking for him, too. So clearly... She After she him, was done abandoning her kid for the day. she put him down and she, forgot where she left him. It's fucking... That's bad. I don't want to judge her too much because, you know, I'm probably not going to do that much better of a job. Um, but... Hopefully you know where you leave our kid. It's around here somewhere. Um, Currently it's dressed like a banana, so... Well, because she misbehaves. Yeah, she's in the, she's in the banana costumes, punishment. Um, By the way, we're talking about a cat. Yeah, yeah, it's a not cute. a child. Yeah. Um, 
I had only seen this movie like once before, but it screams that like you know that end of the nineties, probably like post nine eleven chunk of like cheaply made kind of Disney, not always Disney, some of Buena Vista. Yeah, yeah, those sort of. It's got that Disney Channel movie, but Straight not the to real DVD. ones. Yeah, it's got that vibe to it, which doesn't exist anymore, really, does it? No, now it's straight to Netflix. Yeah, now it's like streaming shows, and it's it ain't the same. Mm. You know, there's a huge difference. Like they don't really make movies like that anymore. I I would say that Turning Red is a straight to DVD. Fucking tastes like one. It sucks. Uh, it, 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 be that as it may, like. Without liking this movie necessarily, there's a nostalgia to it, where it's like, I couldn't give a shit about the movie, the plot's a fucking mess. But there's an atmosphere about it. Dude, I tried like, to clean yeah. it up so bad. Yeah, I get this. So what's your favourite channel-exclusive Foxtel film? See, that? I don't, I don't even know how to, is it, how to contain this. But is like, it Wizards of Waverly Place? No, I don't think I've ever watched it. Is it Country Bears? Remember that movie? No. No, um... Home on the Range. I don't even know how to, like, how to make, like, a category for this, but it it's like Cowboy Prison Sky High. Sky High is my favourite of these sort of movies. But I guess those are the same. They both have the Disney brand on them, but they're not, like, a Disney movie. You know? We have, like, three copies of the Lizzie McGuire movie, and I don't think a single one of them actually work, so that's cool. Nightmare Before Christmas is technically a Disney, non-Disney film. See, that that's in this... It's definitely more unique in its look, but it's in this strange nether realm of a category, I think. I Look, I think that Holes is closer linked to Nightmare Before Christmas. However, I put it in the same category as, like, Halloween Town. Mm. Yeah, see, it's it's those ones where it's, like, not... It's just the non-animated children's movies, I think, is what I'm looking at here. Like, Freaky Friday, Parent Trap, that's both Lindsay Lohan ones. Herbie Fully Loaded, I suppose, is another one. Are, are you just going through Lindsay Lohan films now? Well, I meant to say one, and then I realised they're all the fucking same category. <laughs> no, because I think they were all in cinemas. Yeah. This might have been in fucking cinemas, I don't know. I don't remember it in cinemas. I only remember it in English with Miss Mills. Mm. She had lots of shoes. Gross. But yeah, um, yeah, there's a weird nostalgia for these sort of movies. I'm sure, I'm sure Smart House would have the same vibe to it. I would, I don't know. I haven't seen it. That's definitely a Disney channel. There's one I had but didn't really fucking didn't have time for Snow Dogs. Airbud. Nah, I never saw that one. I like the one with the monkeys got the skateboard though. That was fun. You haven't seen that. You just have the DVD cover and you like it a lot. No, no, no. You're thinking of the skateboard kid. That's the robotic skateboard. I'm talking about the monkey one. MVP two, most vertical primate. <laughs> yep. Because the first one is a hockey player, and then like, then they frame him for like an assault. And then he escapes and learns how to skateboard and learns how to make fr- ha- learns the power of friendship through skateboarding. And then I didn't finish it, but it's funny. So the monkey got a skateboard. What, what, what more could you want? Okay. So look forward to us doing that episode later. Or not. 
Well, what, this what have these such an experience? Well, what are these sort of movies? Do you like? Would probably Nightmare Before Christmas and Holes would be your your higher ones. Have you ever seen Smart House? No. Nah. Just, oh. I'm not a fan of Holes. Why? Why I are we ch- fucking here? Are you kidding me? I've just seen it so many times that I know. What an absolute ride it is. I feel like it's one of those kind of cult-esque films. I think everyone's seen it at least once, I'd but see, no I one of, remembers I don't think it. of Holes as a cult film. I don't think it's anyone's favourite, but I think everyone remembers seeing it. It's a fan base-less. It's, it's a fanless cult movie. It's a nostalgia movie. Because at the same time, he was filming Even Stevens. Yeah, Even so Stevens. So if you were watching Even Stevens, you would have seen Holes. Yeah. I only know holes because, like, I we still study it in schools today. It's still part of the curriculum. Lizzie McGuire film was definitely a thing. Mm, the Mary Kate and Ashley films. All I'm going to throw into this. Yeah, that's all in this group. Um, what a girl wants. Um, Amanda Bynes films. Mm, I'm going to throw into this whole. Big Fat Liar was another one I probably watched in the same. Chunk is this shit. I don't think they're anyone's favorite films, no. but I think they're films that we've watched enough times. They're a staple of childhood like, that you don't have nostalgia f- to come back to. Like they, they were just there. Yeah, they were like cornflakes. They existed, but you don't care. <laughs> Every now and then, it's interesting to watch and go, huh? But it's not the show you put on on a Friday night. Hmm. What's your favourite Mary-Kate and Ashley film? Probably the Paris one. Okay. Would you call the Hannah Montana one where she goes back to the farm movie one of these? Yeah. Or is that a spin-off? Does it, does it count? Well, that's Wizards of Waverly Place and all of that are spin-offs. I thought that started as a movie and that was a thing like Buffy. Buffy no. started as a t- movie. Wizards of Waverly Place was a Nickelodeon show. You got Holiday in the Sun, you got Our Lips Are Sealed, which is which is a crime film, apparently. And then you got Passport to Paris, and you got Billboard Dad, and you got When in Rome, and you got The Challenge, that's vague. And you got When in London. They're all listed as family or comedy, except for Our Lips Are Sealed, which is a crime drama. So I'm very curious about what the go is there. I think I'll watch most of them. Oh, fuck, it's in there's one It's, it's the one where they the, go to Australia. Let's click it. There's one where they go to a really fancy hotel in Atlantis. Mm. And I really wanted to go to that hotel. And I like that. Really and cool I like the Atlantis Hotel slides, from American Dad, too. And, like, fish tanks. Follow Mary-Kate and Ashley halfway around the world in this Aussie adventure jam. That's not halfway around the world. Um, packed with non-stop America. action, laughs, super spies, and surfer guys. The extraordinary escape begins when the girls eyewitness a crime and are forced to go undercover and witness protection. <laughs> that sounds way better than it would actually be, am I right? Like, if I go and watch this, they're not going to see, like, a murder. For anyone that watches wanna, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Her creepy witch sisters. Her sisters witness- were more popular than her Once Upon a Time. Yeah, that's cool. And then I think Heath Ledger, like, changed that. Because they murdered him. If you follow, if you follow, and now they're in if witness, you follow Hollywood drugs, and now they're in witness protection. That was the Aussie crime they witnessed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he is Australian. Comes he? full circle. That That's cool, man. I remember the day he died. No one understood it. All so right, would, would you put 
the theme park movies. I mean, the theme park ride movies in this category of no, weird offshoot Disney's. No, or they're, they're that's they're a separate ones. one. Okay, cool. Country Biz, Parks of the Caribbean. That's that's their own thing. Yeah, they're doing their own thing. Jungle Cruise. That yeah, we need cool. to, we need to work out how to um, set this category thing because it exists and it's a weird thing. It's a weird forgotten abstract concept. Disney films put out by their subsidiary, so they're not Disney films. Hmm. In case they tank. Yeah, but if you look up list of Buena Vista movies, it's complicated as fuck, and it's got like everything in it. But but that was that was the whole thing. They would put out films under different things, and then when they would like get big, they would bring them back under the Disney name. Hang on, or if they Nine- went bad, they would switch because one of them. Let me Nightmare go back and Before check. Christmas. They refused to put it under the Disney brand until it was because they were like. Oh, it's too dark, and it's no one's gonna like it, and it's not gonna do well. Hmm. And then it turned around and did like gangbusters, and they're like, "It's a Disney film. We, we did it." Meanwhile, movies that they aren't proud of switch back. I'm noticing, like Aladdin and Con Air. Oh, Con Air. Uh, don't like yeah, I don't, I don't fully understand any of it. Ugh, G.I. Jane's high on here because it's trending now. <laughs> Everyone's trying yeah. to understand the reference. Yeah, no one's like, no one gets the joke because it's about a 1997 movie. Holy shit, that's old. Cool. Alright, last thoughts? Would you recommend this film? If you want to understand the timelines within it. If you want to try and conquer this beast, it's a challenge movie. Everyone's like, oh, Inception's so wild and crazy, and you have to be an intellectual to figure it out. Nah, holes. Alright. Do you have a homework question for this one? We just homework questioned. Oh, that was a homework question, okay. What's your favourite film that fits into this weird non-category? I really liked Sky High growing up, and I'm pretty sure other people would too, because they straight ripped it off and they called it My Hero Academia. And that's popular, so Sky High... No, because there's less crying in Sky High. Oh, you're right, the main kid from Sky High is not a little bitch! There is a glow-stick hamster, though, so... Yeah, but she's a goth old girl, I believe. Right? And the hippie one's a poison ivy. Oh, it's got that lady in it that everyone likes. And I agree with them, but I don't like um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That movie sends me to sleep. I fucking hate that movie. I've got to Google that lady's name. I have never gotten past the part where they're on the swing set in the snow. Because I pass out hard. It's wonderful. It was my insomnia relief for like two years. Yeah. If I I couldn't sleep, I just put that on. My brain knew. That was the cue. Hmm. Yeah, I I like Sky High. I think it's fun. It's got the mum from Cat in the Hat in it. She might still be playing a real estate agent. That's weird. She is. She's she's just in charge of milfy real estate agents across all cinema. All of them. All two of them. (laughs) Well, thank you for... Writing an episode this week for me. I appreciate that. And I'm sure our listeners do too. They can show their appreciation by subscribing and rating and reviewing and doing all the things. Yeah, you could email us at schoolforwirewoodnerds at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you have been your host. I, I have been your host, Tobit Paul. And I've been 
Um, producer Kaya, I guess. I feel like we fucked that up. That's okay. You, you Stay know. tuned to see if we improve. Probably or listen to our back issue to see if we're fallen. To listen to our back issue so that this episode makes sense. Mm-hmm. We don't usually sound like this. That's a fucking mess of a film. God damn it. I, I kind of like it because I it's such a... I my best. I know. It's fucked. Like, look at, look at, look at this. I, I'm like, okay, let's figure out this timeline. Teacher. School burned down. Now she's got a cowboy hat and a gun. And then she gets to the... The caravan pushing over, I'm like, fuck, now i got to go back that way. i got to start over here. That's a drawing of Yzma in the lab coat. That's the pig. And X marks the spot, kind of. Now down here, that's X marks the spot where she bears the treasure. That's after this convergence of timelines. It's fuck me. Alright? <laughs> I've, I've, it's worse than Back to the Future. It's up there with Buffy the comics. Oh, that's a whole thing. Yeah, see, you know what I'm talking about. Thanks for listening, people. Are you going to say the thing? No. I'm trying to put, escort you into it because you're hosting. I can't say it. Class dismissed. Oh, wow. I got a message. That's that's, that's a notification telling me class is over. <laughs> that's, that's the class bell. Yep. Bye now. So long.